Hello and welcome back to Winging It. I'm Lucy Hitchcock and I want to show you how to build, maintain and totally own a career that you love. Whether we're chasing our dream career or running our own thing, there's one thing we all have in common. We're just winging it from one day to the next, finding our feet. You might often find yourself thinking thoughts like, how could someone make me a manager? Am I qualified enough to run my own business? How can I bag that dream job I've always been after? Am I ready to take a leap of faith and quit my nine to five? And one of the biggest questions of all is always lingering over our heads. Do I have what it takes to do what I love and make money from it? The Winging It podcast is all about taking that imposter syndrome, grasping your success with both hands and running with it. You're listening to episode number 11, Branding 101, how to create your brand, rebrand and stay on brand. If you're listening to this on your phone, make sure you get the best experience by downloading the Entail app. Entail is an interactive podcast platform that combines the best of audio storytelling with the richness of the web. So this means you'll be able to follow links, view images, follow people on social and much more by just tapping your phone. The music for this podcast is epic, I know. It's been provided by The Edit Album, a curation of copyright-free music for creatives. Our listeners get 25% off with the code SASSY25 and I'll leave the link in the description box or if you're listening on Entel, you'll be able to click the link now. Whether you're working with a company or working on your own company, you'll always need to understand exactly who your brand is in order to effectively communicate this to your customers. If you don't understand your brand or the direction you're heading, then it's likely that your customers won't either. Your brand isn't just about your logo or how you use images to convey who you are. It's the heart and soul of your company. It's the reason that you go to work in the morning. But it's not just the here and now, it's your business plan and where you're headed. If you're following Sassy Digital or me personally on Instagram, you'll know that I am big into branding. So for this episode, I asked my Instagram followers what they wanted to know about branding and questions that they would want answered. So I picked the best questions to answer in this episode. I'm going to talk all about branding, what it is, how to be on brand, how to stay on brand, as well as how to think of a good name, how to transition your current brand into the brand that you want it to be, and everything in between. So the branding process is all about who you are now, what you could be in the future, and how you're going to get there. Now, to begin with, I like to do a little exercise. This works best for people who are unsure of what their brand is and where it's going. Even if you do know who you are and where you're going, it's still a great exercise to get involved with, and then you can refer back to it as your brand evolves. Considering what your brand is and what it is not will help you to define yourself apart from your competitors, which will be a massive part in helping you differentiate yourself in your marketing. So there's four questions here. Number one, what is your brand? Number two, what is your brand not? Number three, what will your brand be in the future? And number four, what is stopping you from getting there? So number one, what is your brand? For this, at face value, you know, what is your brand? For example, Sassy Digital is a no-nonsense marketing and branding consultancy for all businesses. Number two, what is your brand not? What are you not that makes you stand out? 
you may already have an idea of what you don't want your brand to be. So here, make sure you think about specific things that you don't offer or your morals and ethics behind the brand. Number three, what will your brand be in the future? So with this one, in five years time, what would you like your brand to be? Number four, what is stopping you from getting there? Now, a lot of people write down money here and that's not that's not necessarily the wrong answer, but it's not necessarily the right answer. Try to avoid writing about money here, but think about resources. For example, perhaps you don't have enough time in the day to get there yourself and so you need to employ someone, but therefore money is the barrier. Uh, but money is not the actual problem. Once you have a clearer idea of where you're headed, it's time to think about how other people perceive your brand. At Sassy Digital, we have a three-step approach to creating a strong brand. You need to ask yourself, how do you sound, how do you look, and how do you feel? So number one, how do you sound? What is your key messaging? Who are you talking to and why will they listen? Number two, how do you look? What tools are you going to use to personify your brand in a visual way? Number three, how do you feel? Does the way that you deliver everything leave your customers feeling the way that you want them to? Once you've been through these key things, it's time to perhaps think about whether your actual branding, meaning your logo, fonts and colours, reflect the answers you've given in these past two activities. So let's look at how we can brand ourselves in the physical and most obvious form with a logo. A lot of people when they first start out develop their own branding. My first logo for Sassy Digital was hysterical. I created it in Canva and then I thought it might be time to ask someone professional for some advice. Now I used to work for a corporate comms agency and while I was there one of my friends was a graphic designer. Let's call him Nigel for the purposes of this podcast so that he doesn't get in trouble. Um, Nigel has designed the logos for massive corporate companies and helped on projects for huge FTSE 100 companies. So obviously I was ecstatic when he said he would help me. So he suggested my logo should be a speech bubble because what I do helps companies find their voice and obviously market themselves online. So from there, I knew I wanted to have a speech bubble as my logo. I'm not saying this is a coincidence, but ever since then, lots of people who do similar things to me now have a speech bubble as their logo, which is completely inevitable. Nothing is ever original in marketing, but it's just the way that you display it and set yourself apart. You can make a logo stand out because of the color, the font, and the way it's displayed. Then everything else you do should be on brand in terms of color and font. This is how you can visually create a strong identity and help yourself stand apart from other people who do similar things to you. So whether you have an idea for a logo, or even if you don't, you'll always be able to stand out from other businesses based on what you do with your logo. As someone who sees lots of clients who come to us not satisfied with their current logo that they have just had designed, I want to share a few things to look out for when choosing someone to design a logo for you to ensure that they're the right fit. Firstly, explain your brand and make sure that they display an interest in what you do and ask you tons of questions. We always create Pinterest boards in collaboration with our clients to make sure that we're all on the same page before proceeding with the actual design. 
This ensures that you'll most likely be satisfied with the first round of design. A logo designer should always give you a few options to begin with so that you can choose which route you want to go down and then develop the idea from there. Just be wary that within the price of the logo design, you will only get a couple of rounds of amends before they'll start charging you extra. Make sure you know what that extra price is before you begin in case you need to use it because this is where you can get stung with an extra bill and no one likes that. Once you've decided on your logo, another thing I would always recommend is asking them to design a brand guidelines document. This is usually a PDF document which has all of your brand colors, your fonts, your logo colorways, so the different colors that your logo can come in and how it looks on a picture, and where and how your logo should be used to make sure your brand identity is always consistent. Whether or not you'll be doing lots of design work, this is always useful to have on hand just in case someone asks for it. You might be wondering why it's important to always use the same fonts and colors. This is because it makes you instantly recognizable. Whether you're writing a Word document or changing the fonts on your website, make sure they are always the same font, same color, same spacing as they are in your brand guidelines. If you want people to get familiar with how your brand looks, you'll need to make sure you're following this. So what's in a name? We've got a question from the lovely Potency who did the catering for a workshop that I did recently. And she asks, how do you decide upon a new name? Um, This is such a tricky question because once you think of your name and settle on it, you will know instantly that that is your name and that is who you are. It's just a feeling you get. I can't describe it any other way than that. So I always knew I wanted to be called Sassy Digital also something I owe to my old work friends. Sassy was my point of difference. Telling it how it was was my point of difference. It was also something that would appeal to the type of people that I wanted to work with. Names often come easily to some, but it doesn't always come so naturally to others. So when you're thinking of names, what's really useful is if you do a big brain dump on a piece of paper. So grab a piece of paper, and some colored pens and start thinking about what makes your business different. What makes you stand out? For example, we helped a client with her name last year. Jen is a hairdresser and she wanted to change her branding from her name because she felt it was holding her back and from growing her business. The type of hair Jen styles is very boho, wild wedding hair, often contains flowers. So after a big brainstorm, we settled on the name Wildflower Hair Co. The logo is absolutely gorgeous and really reflects Jen's salon and business and I'm not just saying that because we designed it. (laughs) I guess this partially answers the next question which was from another Instagram follower who asked for help with rebranding and transitioning your brand from one thing to another. I guess this partially answers the next question which was from another Instagram follower who asked for help with rebranding and transitioning your brand from one thing to another. If you already have a strong presence in the way that you've got a social media following and returning customers, you need to make sure that you slowly start seeding your rebrand throughout everything that you do. Begin a few months beforehand, especially if you're planning to change your name and logo. If you're planning to change your name, then this is something to shout about. Tell the story, be honest with your customers. Why have you changed the name? What about your new name reflects your brand better than the old one? And how can customers relate to your new brand? And this is all the kind of stuff that you could be putting on your social media. 
If you're simply rebranding and changing how your brand looks, but everything else is staying the same, then make sure you get all of the collateral you need to change everything at once. So for example, this means your website, you need to change the logo there, your social media profile pictures, social media graphics, if you use those, make sure those are changed, your business cards, flyers, any brochures, price lists, or whatever it is that displays your branding in the most customer-facing form. So that could also include your shop front. Now we've looked at how your brand looks, how does it sound and this is something a lot of people really struggle with because a lot of people come to me and say they're struggling to find their brand's voice i always think this is because people tend to overthink it so if you're a freelancer chances are that your brand's voice is going to be your own my brand voice is certainly mine minus a few swear words so i think a lot of people tend to look on instagram and see the way that other people speak and think that they should mimic that. But if you can think about how you want to sound to your customers and how you want to paint a picture using words, you're already more original than you know. To help with this, you could do another brainstorm. Write down your business name in the middle of a piece of paper. Then around it, write down all the things that your business stands for. Your values, does your brand have a vibe? Write this down. Are there any themes or emotions that come to mind when thinking of your brand? Make sure you write these down too. Once you have an A4 page filled with words, then you should have a better understanding of how you can speak to your customers in a more original and authentic way. Lastly, I want to explore how your brand feels. People have such emotional attachments to brands and the emotion people feel when buying something from you can make or break that relationship you have with them. Using the same brainstorm you just created, I want you to think about how you want your customers to feel about your brand. And if you already know how they feel, write this down. If you're not sure about this one, why not ask a current customer? They are your best advocates after all. I always find the key to executing your brand well is having confidence in it. If you don't have confidence in how you sound, look and feel, you will not be able to market your business in the way that does it justice. We're not all naturally branding people by nature and starting a business means you have to put your branding hat on as well as whatever it is that you specialize in and not to mention all the other hats you have to wear as a business owner. If you ever need any help, you are so welcome to ask me any questions about branding, marketing or social media. My email is info at sassydigital.co.uk or if it's easier, just message me on Instagram at lucyhitchcock underscore or at sassydigital. I'm always giving away tons of free advice and tips, so come and join my community. This week's thought of the week is just do it. I posted a really great quote, well I thought it was great, on my Instagram a few weeks ago which essentially says, if you have an idea, you should just do it. The quote said, that podcast, launch it. That blog, start it. That book, write it. That idea, flesh it out. That app, develop it. That gift, put it to use. I'm a big believer in just starting with my ideas as soon as they pop into my head. And if I didn't, I'm not sure where I'd be today. Sometimes we tend to put things off, me included, 
because we're scared or we build it up to be a monstrous task in our heads? What if we stop worrying about the things we want to do and put all that effort we use into worrying into actually doing it and getting it done? When I do the things that I want to do after putting them off for so long, I always wonder why I was worried in the first place. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a fantastic week. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget, come and join the conversation on Instagram. My handle is at Lucy Hitchcock underscore and at Sassy Digital. Thank you.